Hi guys, welcome to the Tech Geek Podcast. I am Sukriti Adhwanshi, your host, and today we are going to talk about open source. Open source is a term that originally referred to open source software. Open source software is code that is designed to be publicly accessible. Anyone can see, modify, and distribute the code as they see fit. Open source software is developed in a decentralized and collaborative manner, relying on peer review and community production. It is a software that is often cheaper, more flexible, and has more longevity than its proprietary peers because it is developed by communities rather than a single author or company. It is a promised land for developers, and we are here to unveil the trends, challenges, opportunities, and the way forward with Gautam Rege, co-founder and director from Josh Software. An ardent coder, Gautam has more than 18 years of experience in the industry. He has handled a wide array of profiles that have helped him develop strong analysis and project management skills. Welcome to the show, Gautam. Hi, Shukriti. Pleasure to be here. Absolutely, Gautam, and I'm looking forward to some insightful conversation uh, with you on open source today. So let's just quickly get started with the questions, uh, Gautam. So my first question is: As sure. open source development grows every day, uh, what do you think is the recent trend to be in the domain? So it's interesting. You interesting choice of words uh, you've used. You know, grows every day, and you've used the trends in the domain. So one open source is is I don't consider open source a domain. I consider open source a way of life. Okay, and it's a way of life which is going to be part of everyone's life, whether you are a techie, whether you are a non-techie, whether you are a business owner, whether you are an employee. whether you are employed unemployed adult children open source is part of your life simple example uh, the android phone which is most widely accepted everywhere is all open source it's all powered by open source now a lot of open source is also supported by a lot of corporates so it it becomes a little bit uh, difficult but to understand the difference between that and the domain of the supporting company like microsoft ibm apple all of them support open source very heavily but open source as the name suggests is always going to be open now coming to the part of trends since open source is everywhere i say that the trend is to get to open source everything in our world today in this world and outside this world is moving to open source there are parts of open source code even outside the earth even on mars you will have some bits of open source being used even on the rovers and the the spaceships and the you know the rockets everywhere which are floating out satellites have a lot of open source so the trends that are happening right now is that people are moving from closed source proprietary software and embracing open source i hope that gives a different perspective to the question altogether Absolutely, Gautam. I'm sure uh, it does. Okay, moving on to the next one. Does shared vision in an open source community impact the implementation of individual strategies? So, uh, shared visions. A shared vision itself means that there is a there are multiple people involved. So, an individual strategy could be either career based or could be product based. So, once you are in the open source community, you have to realize that you are not running alone. you are running along with the community itself so once you have the entire backing of the open source community with you to be honest nothing stops you at all there is no licensing tool which is going to stop you beyond digging deeper into your product the source code 
there is nothing in the community which prevents you from talking to straight to the author of any open source library or tool there is nothing which stops you from asking for help in the community itself these strategies help build any kind of product at any level at any scale and therein lies the win for a lot of open source uh, open source back technologies okay right i'm sure i mean it 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 is more than what we can see right now right the usage of open source is uh, like is growing as you know uh, we discussed uh, gotham and uh, we see the usage usage growing every now and then and it has given more flexibility to the developers to work upon the projects and uh, you know use their bandwidth in a better manner i'm sure absolutely okay so the third one is uh, does open source developments warrant privacy risks that are relevant to third party integrations and software management oh wow that's a good question this is the this is by far the most misunderstood part of open source so uh, two things here uh, you mentioned privacy risk right and third party integrations so let me take them one by one uh, for privacy risk just because your source code is based on open source software does not mean that your source code is open for all part 1 part 2 just because you have put your source code out there on say github or uh, gitlab or or any other open source repository does not imply that anyone is free to copy it and use it open source code also is very strong on licensing and it is extremely important that any open source tool library or a, a framework that you use first and foremost you must read the licensing around it if there is no license you are not free to use it it is a most commonly misunderstood concept of open source that everything is open i'm free to use modify do whatever it wants with no risk if you don't see a license don't use it a licensing itself is a whole uh, podcast in itself open source licensing you have different types of licensing you have G, uh, you have gnu licenses you have gpl licenses you have mit licenses and and various versions among all these different three different uh, licenses including various forms of apache licenses based on that license you have the freedom to use it for uh, commercial purposes use it for all purposes or do not use it you can use it but copy it but not modify it if you modify it you have to put it back in the open source realm so read the licensing carefully the biggest risk that people run is you look at some open source code and say wow it looks good i'll give you an example of this in fact there used to be a library called uh, fancy cat photos now how appealing do you think fancy cat photos will be to a developer security hardly anything i mean you i mean but it has a lot of downloads it has over a million downloads it is it the it is a test open source library which writes there very clearly it states there in its license that if you install this part you will see fancy cat photos however i will steal information from your laptop and still people download it that is the bane of not understanding how open source really works it is very important to prevent a uh, loss of any security that you any data any security constraints that you actually look at how the open source uh, code is licensed now when you look at third party integrations the second part of your uh, question 
third party effectively means that the source code that I have, I'm integrating with somebody else. Typically, when you integrate with third party solutions, they are also uh, well masked behind web services or any other uh, software developer kit or any other API. It is important that when you build software and you build any kind of product or service, you should always have these endpoints or APIs or SDKs for other people to integrate with you. Nobody is supposed to read your code and understand what it's supposed to do, what are the parameters, what is the request, what is the response. So these kind of uh, good hygienic practices for open source development warrants uh, a lot of consciousness when you are coding warrants a lot of uh, uh, re realization about what tools to use, how much to use and how far to use them. And these things will dictate the next generation of education in open source also. What to use, how to use it and how far to use it. So though people think that there are lots of risks involved, the risks are probably bought on by yourself by using insecure or unlicensed software. I hope that answers that question. It actually answers very interestingly, Gautam, I should say. Uh, very minor things, but uh, it's another thing that I wanted to actually ask you. Um, can you just give me a little tips that uh, you know developers can look at when it comes to these uh, little threads that you can identify. For example, we spoke about the, the image of a cat maybe, right? So these are very minor mm -hmm. things that people uh, might not be uh, you know, prominently identifying that these can be a threat, right? So anything you would want to add on on that perspective? Well, anytime, any software, I mean, uh, let, let's put it this way, right? I, I just found a correct analogy. How often do you get a message from a banking service which says, please do not share your OTP, CVV with anybody. And in spite of that, if uh, when support calls you and uh, they say, hey, uh, sorry, so what's the, the CVV, the three digit or three digit number behind the card, you will instinctively turn around and give it, right? So this is a very common problem that people face about uh, blindly trusting source code because it's open source. And these are very important things that you're not supposed to do because a kind of privacy that can go away from your laptops or your mobile phones is uh, contact information, uh, your patterns. There are lots of tools today that even look at your, you know, the session browsers. Every time you go to a new website, you'll probably see accept cookies read those terms and conditions. It's possible that these cookies are installed on your, on your browser, which are trying to read patterns and giving them access about what you search, what you do, and then sending information back. And of course, be a thousand times careful about opening uh, unsolicited attachments, links without having looked at whether there's a secure, uh, is, is it over HTTPS? And is it from that source that you actually expected it to be from? So there are a lot of security guidelines in general, which are, uh, which are required. However, because there is a lot of open source out there, you will find a lot of people using open source tools, unfortunately for even malicious purposes. So you have from an open source developer perspective, you need to know what licenses you have to use from just a user of open source. You need to be just aware of the security risks that are there and you need to know what kind of data can be compromised. Try not to keep the same password on every site. It's easier said than done because we have a password for everything. But uh, recently with second factor authentication enabled, that is the maybe a, a, an OTP in addition to your password, 
these things are automatically getting mitigated in the world today. Great. Okay, let's move on to the next one. How is AI and machine learning going to impact open source development, Gautam? Okay, AI and machine learning is the most the two big buzzwords. AI and ML are the big buzzwords that we've been running around in the market for the last maybe about three four years. Okay, there are there are there are two perspectives to this. One is a technical perspective, and uh, one is a general perspective. The general perspective states that AI is there; it will do everything. Okay, uh, which is a myth. Ninety percent of the people who actually say uh, we work with AI, they actually are doing just statistical analysis around some data. So artificial intelligence cannot go beyond human intelligence. Artificial intelligence is only as far as how you train it. Now, both uh, a, uh, machine learning and AI are not different. Machine learning is a part of artificial intelligence. And machine learning is extremely a technical concept Machine learning is going to change the way the world works. The reason is because of those two words, the machine learns patterns. Today, even if you're sitting in one of a high end car, the car is detecting patterns of how you drive, how you, how you steer, how fast you drive, how fast you brake. And based on these patterns, it is fed into a generic learning training model, which will tell you whether you're driving your car right or wrong. There are plenty of jokes going around the market that if you go, if you try to order a pizza, I don't need to state that joke any further, but if you order a pizza, it'll ask you a hundred questions before you can actually eat pizza. And, but it's a fact that uh, machine learning is looking at at patterns and it gets better over time. So what used to be a machine learning model, maybe about six years ago is probably exponentially more, far more advanced today. Today, autonomous cars, self-driving cars, uh, a lot of, I mean, look at the simple things, just like if you look, if you're in Gmail and you are in, you're typing and typing a letter, uh, you're typing any sort of email, it will auto-complete, uh, not the word, but almost a sentence today for you. This is because it is reading your patterns. Now, this is a good thing and a bad thing. One good thing is that it's helping you try to complete your sentence. The bad thing is, that that system is monitoring you and your behavior and your patterns continuously. Harping on the fact that I mentioned earlier about security, this is also something that people are not very aware of, that uh, privacy around these concerns of looking at your behavioral patterns and data can also be prevented from for these um, engines. A lot of these systems don't allow it, a lot of them just allow it. Uh, in fact, the latest WWDC, that is the Apple Apple Summit, which which talks about the latest enhancements in Apple phones, which are coming out, they have actually stated this very clearly: app-based privacy, which is a big deal. Though ninety percent of the of the population says, "Eh, I don't know, and I don't care," but it's time to care. So there are so many patterns that are picked up today that even while we are speaking, we can never actually distinguish whether some device is actually listening, recording, some maliciously, some unintentionally, some uh, not recording at all. But a lot of data can be gathered. And I can tell everyone here that in the next day already, data is king. If you own data, you're sitting on intellectual property today. 
and because this data is fed to these machine learning models they are able to better predict anything and everything far better and year on year this is going to get better for uh, all the developers out there right here is the latest thing which which i which i found which github themselves have uh, come up with so if you are if you are a developer and you know what github is all about github recently tweeted about copilot now github copilot has gone the distance to a level where if you type something the the ai that is the the engine behind it is going to analyze the method name that you type and auto complete your code for you if you want to read more about it look at uh, just google github copilot and you will find so many examples of it and uh, it, it's like just hot out of the oven right now it's it's probably just a few days old but it is fantastic this is the level of ai and ai and ml that is going that you're going to soon see people have gone from coding to low coding to no coding models right there has been cases where i mean there are cases where you are speaking speaking out a business theory and it generates code automatically for you so this is where ai and ml are definitely going to have a huge impact now where does open source fit in because open source has the largest community it also has the largest data set for the ai and ml training models and because it is open source it is utilized by a lot of people to improve the system itself imagine if we have to both we both have to contribute to some sort of algorithm which says let's pronounce the word tech gig in all different languages so anyone in any accent is is say is a, you suppose says just says the word tech gig in their own accent and anywhere in the world if any person says it even similarly the engine will pick up that you mentioned tech gig it was a very simple example but imagine doing this for all words possible you're soon the machines are able to understand today an alexa or a siri is very easily able to understand even an indian accent a south indian accent a north indian accent or even a marathi accent and you can tune these engines so that they understand all this is powered by ai uh, by machine learning and a lot of these are built in the open source realm for different types of uh, models uh, different types of model for image processing speech processing text processing and all these are out there to pick up to train to test today even in colleges there are certain examples and projects which are based on uh, machine learning and people pick up these training models tune those models put in a new data set and you are able to actually build something new so uh, ai and ml are going to be play a huge part in our lives and open source is right at the center of this particular universe anyway yeah so i think uh, our audience would need a breather here uh, gautam because uh, it, it, it's it's a vast pool that we just spoke about right how things will come out uh, in terms of technology and how much it will come out basically um, you know giving those uh, two buzzwords ai and machine learning into the frame the last one here i have is what is the future roadmap uh, and areas of concern for any open source developer in india in india Okay, yes. so we are being quite specific. Okay. Um, oh wow! 
just those last words you are you sure you want me to answer about specifically in indian audience or in generic uh you can um, actually address it in a generic manner also but maybe you can give us some guidelines when it comes to the developers uh, who are using open source in india okay so yeah. uh, here goes so typically if you just look at the future roadmap for areas a future roadmap of open source uh it's the universe it's not a road anymore it's the universe map open source is going everywhere so wherever you go you will have to embrace open source with uh, open arms and you have to evolve with it looking at areas of concern in open source uh, in open source development it is going to be in my opinion always around guaranteeing security security of data security of source code security of intellectual property think about it if all everything out there is open source there is definitely going to be people who are going to look for malpractices around that so as the community as long as we have uh, you know majority of the open source community working for the better good of uh, open source i think we are all in good hands now coming to the perspective of open source developers in india uh, the reason i made this distinguishing uh, i distinguish these two factors is that india for a long time developers in india have always been the followers and i'm sorry to say i am a, i'm based in pune i have been in india all my life i have been running josh for the last 14 years still i do realize that a lot of open source developers are still users of open source in india not contributors to open source a lot of contributions are coming in from various different countries i my sincere suggestion to a lot of open source to all the open source developers in india is take some time out to contribute back to open source and it will not only improve your own open source profile your career profile it will also give you a lot of satisfaction about having been there been a part of a journey which made a change now which is why i said in india typically a lot of people use open source for their work and it stops there at josh we have an open source uh, a program where we have open source fridays where a group of us get together and find out how to contribute back to open source uh 3 years ago we started an experiment called code curiosity right and code curiosity was a portal where we rewarded all open source developers for every open source contribution that you did it was not about what what quality it was it was about how far you at least took the efforts we saw that open source can be rewarding can be self motivating can also be uh, you know improve your own profile and these are the things that i would urge a lot of the open source developers in india to work on in your daily grind of using open source technologies don't forget that you can contribute back to it also as we start building this ecosystem of contributing back to open source india is soon with the number of just developers that are there in india and the number of good developers that are there even if we make a 0.5% change in contributors versus users the impact is exponentially huge so my sincere request for the roadmap of open source in india is that we start building open source programs and contributing back to open source for the for the community itself it will be the biggest win that we see in the next maybe 5 years 
That was really interesting, Gautam. Thank you so much. And uh, I hope this conversation uh, on open source will help our uh, listeners and help them actually adapt uh, open source in a right manner and help them contribute in the community altogether. I would also like to thank our listeners for being here. The, this is your host, Sukruti, signing off. See you in the next episode. Stay tuned, stay safe. Thank you so much. Thanks, Gautam, once again. Thanks, thanks, Sukruti. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.